Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Thursday morning. So we had cut day on Tuesday. We got to digest it yesterday, but the Chiefs aren't done. They made some moves and uh, acquired a guy, which I thought was another addition to the depth on the defense. It is. That's exactly why they got him to Darius Rush. Got him from the Indianapolis Colts. He'd been waived, and the Chiefs saw that name on the waiver wire, and they figured, hey, this kid's from South Carolina. He's a good player. So perhaps he can help us out. Of course, you have to stay your 53-man roster. Uh, it was a Khalif Halassi. He had been a, a factor in in a preseason camp, but he was picked up by the Cleveland Browns, waved and picked up by the Browns. So there was one roster spot, and then the Chiefs had a defensive tackle named Matt Dickerson, who they let go. They waved him yesterday. So that, in fact, created the place. Uh, interesting remarks from Brett Beach last night. He told the media that, hey, they're not, they're not giving up on Chris Jones uh, being a, a factor on day one. They said he could, he could show up. There's negotiations going on, and maybe the gap is being lessened a little bit. But then the other reporters uh, on a national scale have said, no, the, they're pretty far apart and coming through with any contract. Right now, at this juncture, one week from the opening of the NFL season, I'd be a little bit surprised, but it wouldn't be unheard of if he showed up and then did play. My question, if that did happen, how do the teammates accept him? Because this is a guy who hasn't gone through the drudgery that they have in spring camp or at fall camp, I should say. But that's beside the point. It hasn't happened yet. We'll see if it does. You have a great point to make there. It definitely is going to be a little weird, I'm sure, for the first few days, Chris Jones, if and when he does come back, especially if he holds out to week eight. I'm sure that's not going to be a fun conversation in the locker room for him and the rest of his teammates. Um, any, uh, we haven't cle- cleared, we talked about this yesterday uh, as far as clearing the waiver wires. Got to wait about another week from cut day, and after that we can say, we want him back, and they go to the practice squad, right? It can happen, but they can also sign some guys who they released. Uh, they can go They can go to the taxi squad or the practice squad right away. So that, that team, that practice team, which is a maximum of 16 players, hasn't really been filled, but they did get some guys yesterday. Michael P. Ryan, you talked about him. He uh, is a practice squad player, and that's very good because he could. I thought he was going to get picked up. Eight, uh, by on a waiver. <laughs> I think they, they took uh, a risk at putting him out on the waiver wire. and then. Uh, <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't mean him. <laughs> uh, Donnie Bush and Austin Ryder, the, these guys were regular members of the team. Uh, Chris Alotikin, this is the quarterback. This is really interesting because they're keeping him but not Shane Bouchelle. I thought Bouchelle would be the logical choice to go on that practice squad, but it's not. It's a lot again. That's not to say Bouchelle won't, but he hasn't cleared waivers because he's still on the waiver wire. Somebody could get him, and if not, then he becomes eligible to go on the practice squad if they want him. But they have the kid from South Dakota, a lot again, and uh, several others. But again, that team will be finalized probably next week sometime. That's the practice squad. It can be as many as 16. Can't believe I'm saying this, but we can actually watch some college football tonight, can't we? They're, they're, the headline game, the national headline game, is Florida versus Utah. And in Salt Lake City, and that is a good football game. Utah is nationally ranked and will go in as a slight favorite over the Gators. But here in the state, Missouri opens up. They turn on the lights up at Faroe Field tonight, and Mizzou takes on South Dakota versus South Dakota's from the Missouri Valley Conference, or 1AA, the Coyotes. 
Uh, they've had a good program, not great, not to be confused with national champion South Dakota State. That's a different organization altogether. Now, this is South Dakota. Yes, South Dakota and South Dakota State do play each other, but that's really beside the point. This is the Coyotes coming into Faro Field and probably about a two-touchdown underdog. Cardinals got a win two days ago, kind of turned things around a little bit, showed some spark. They continued that fire. They did, and in almost exactly the same fashion that they won two days ago. A walk-off hit by Tommy Edmond. Uh, Edmond's walk-off hit uh, on Tuesday night was a, a single with the bases loaded, and it drove in. Uh, the outfield was pulled in and so forth and so on for less than two outs. That was one. Yesterday's was a walk-off two-run homer in the ninth inning and beat the San Diego Padres 5-4. to four. Padres are really star-crossed. They have a lot of star players on their team, and they aren't playing ball at all. This is not a... Not a real well-functioning team, and it has the manager, Bob Melvin, just totally puzzled. And why is this happening with well, their pitching staff? is isn't all that good, number one. But be that as it may, Cardinals got to win 5-4, take today off, and then get set to host the Buccaneers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and that will be this weekend, three-game series. Exciting stuff. What about the Royals? How they do? They played the Pirates. And so far, the Pirates have won three games. I say so far because they do play this afternoon up at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Pirates won last night 4-1, to one, and the Springfield Cardinals continue to win. Playing down in Springdale, Arkansas, the Springbirds knocked off Northwest Arkansas 6-5 to five last night and narrowed the gap a little bit because the Wichita win surge lost. So the hunt for the playoffs is not over yet. The games are dwindling. It's down into the teens now, but... The Springbirds have another home series coming up next week, and that's against the Tulsa Drillers. That'll be tough, but hey, it could end up with the Cardinals in the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Making it as close as they possibly can. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see them go. I'd love it because we definitely need that in Missouri as far as baseball is concerned. All right, what's next for Team USA in the World Cup? Team USA got through their first round of pool play undefeated. As a matter of fact, Team USA is undefeated for the entire competition so far. They've gone five exhibition games and three in pool play and won all three of them. Next is the second round of pool play, and that begins very early tomorrow. Friday morning, USA will play Montenegro. Montenegro has qualified for the second round. It's Montenegro, Greece, and Lithuania. We're going to be in the second pool. And this again is one loss, and you're still you're still around. You aren't knocked out of it yet. The winner of this pool automatically goes to the quarterfinals. USA and Montenegro. Montenegro is a, is a nation, a very small nation, on the Adriatic Sea. It has less than a million people, if I'm not mistaken. But they do have a couple of NBA players and former NBA players on their team. They're good. Whether or not they can stand up to the current group of USA players, that remains to be seen. Our team is playing pretty well. Hell yeah, they are. Go Team USA. Ned, you have a great day.